Mm. Um, what what's up this week? Oh, it nothing just, that concerns uh, you. Okay, yeah, fuck yeah. you then. It's the No Adams Club. Well, yeah, okay. Started a No Adams Club. I thought that's what this fucking podcast was. It's for grims. That's why Adam Sandler's never been on. <laughs> As you, you you attempted to head it off by founding the club yourself, so you were the one Adam <laughs> on out. It's the only way it works, Daniel. You got to get ahead of the curve. Do I sound all right coming through, or I sound really crackly? You sound really high pitched. Yeah, that's... <laughs> like you just fucking like off the helium balloon. <laughs> That's bizarre. I, I was saying it sounds like an old man. Maybe maybe I'm at the wrong sample rate. This it's a different cable to the one I usually use at the Zoom, and maybe this is maybe this is part of the problem. You sound like you just fucking huffed helium, dude. No fucking way. I wonder if I'm at the wrong sample rate. Hang on, I'll turn this off and on again. I, I, I sort of feel like you're a nationwide and talking about how underfunded your charity is. Yeah, we do a lot of great work in the community. <laughs> um, if we don't have if we don't have your normal dulcet tone Steve the podcast is going under it's the only thing keeping us afloat I've been manually stretching my vocal cords for weeks speaking of going under fucking iTunes every couple of weeks decides just not to post us and I have to go through it all again <laughs> just, it just doesn't go up yeah and then I think that like remember that one time I uploaded and it didn't work and like I didn't realise for like a day because iTunes and stuff didn't update. Yeah. I keep thinking it's something like that, but I go to the website and it works fine. It's just fucking Apple being an asshole. And I just think, every time, I just think like, man, you know what? Steve Jobs deserves to die. I think about, this is actually fine. What do, what do I sound like now? You said the exact same. The same. <laughs> Nothing has changed. What the fuck? <laughs> you sound like you're about to tell me how good my uncle was at GAA. Yeah. Have you ever seen the snapper? <laughs> <laughs> what a specific guess. He was some man. <laughs> Actually, two of my uncles were really, really good at GAA and were like the captains of their team. And then yeah. uh, my youngest uncle joined the school and everyone assumed he was going to be amazing at GAA as well. And they made him captain of the team immediately. And yeah. he, sh- he shit at all sports. <laughs> after his, after like, I think half time in his first match, the coach had to be like, you're not going to be the captain anymore. Very <laughs> Isn't the Rent for Drejects the weirdest fucking TV show from when you were a kid? Yeah, I always thought the Dream Team was like the adult version of that. Then I was surprised when they won every so often. Dan, I have a bone to pick with you. Go on. <laughs> this fucking order know. from Ikea stuff has been the biggest pain in my fucking ass of all time. And also, it's so fucking random. So I, when I text you the last time about this, I was looking at it and they were telling me that like delivery was like 50 quid or whatever. I was like, okay, do you know what? This is fine. Dan's ordered before. It worked out okay. 50 quid, whatever. I guess I'll just do it. I did warn you we were missing one screw. Oh, we're also missing screws. That's the same situation. But so I ordered this stuff and I was like, fuck it. I'll just go for it. So they delivered one piece. And it's very clearly been like backed into by a fucking forklift or something. <laughs> Just like giant chunk taken out of it. Like really fucking bad crack. But also, it's like they do it randomly. So I, when I text you, I was saying like, oh yeah, it's like 50 quid for delivery or whatever. I added extra shit in. Delivery went down by 41 euro. Uh, How does that work? What so the you fuck paid nine quid for delivery because you ordered more. I guess I guess I pay. I, yeah, I guess it was like thirty-one overall because I added extra stuff in. It ended up being like nineteen for delivery, and like I ordered like fucking three hundred quid worth of shit. Well, see, I've only gotten delivery once. I normally get the bus home with the IKEA stuff, even if it's huge unwieldy shells, and everyone is like casting weird looks at me as like these shells that are twice my size threaten to topple over on the bus. I've still only gotten the bus home because delivery seems like it's too scary to properly work. Oh, well, you're fucking right, Dan. It is too scary to properly work because I had a nightmare. What a fucking awful experience that was. How many and things did also, you order? Is that uh, better? I ordered a lot. Yeah, you Didn't sound better now. Is that better? Yeah, there we go. That's fucking weird because for years, for ages, oh, it must be a laptop a laptop versus Mac thing. Maybe it's the first time I've recorded on Mac in ages. Anyway. Okay, no, there turn- was that one time you recorded on the Mac, I forgot to turn off the recording for like 19 hours. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That was our best episode. It was modernist. 
Let's get into the postmodern. Yeah, it turns out. Uh, it turns out I just had the zoom set to forty-four point one kilohertz instead of forty-eight kilohertz. I think that was okay. Back to the future. Mm -hmm. What can I I had my zoom set to pip squeak. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pip squeak instead of Uncle Phil. I had it set to nerd instead of cool. (laughs) My bad. Oh man, what a fucking what a what a what a crazy week. Everything's crazy. Dan, I can't fucking wait till you're like two weeks out from your wedding because uh, <laughs> you think like there couldn't possibly be more to do and there's literally always more to do. Well, what are these last minute tasks that I should try to head off two weeks well, before my wedding? There's no escaping from it because like what I did was I got ahead of myself. I don't I done a Stephen um, and the way Stephen has like a little diary to keep stuff in. I decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get ahead of this and I'm going to email everyone ahead of time and say, hey, Obviously, a couple of weeks out from the wedding, doing a bit of admin work. Send me all of your details now, and I will pay you all of the money up front. Why would let you do fuck- that? Because I want this out of my fucking way, and I want this as one of the things. Sort of. Let me tell you, <laughs> trying to pay anyone from fucking Ireland is the biggest pain in the fucking ass you can possibly imagine. Everyone was like, yeah, yeah, we'll deal with that later. Or how, how about you pay me in cash? Like, listen, <laughs> there is no later. We are two weeks away. I either pay you now or I pay you on the day. That's the later we can get to. Or you don't get paid. Here's where we are sorted. So I'm nice of you to volunteer for my wedding like that. I it's, didn't ask you to. It's uh it's been it's so been a journey. Who wants to be paid by cash? That's what I want to know. The band wants to be paid by cash? Uh, yeah, 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 I would have I, I would have guessed. I would have guessed. Yeah, that. So everyone wants cash in hand basically in the wedding. No, 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 no. The cake wants to be paid by wants to be paid by bank. Uh, three three quarters of the photographer wants to be paid by bank. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's 250 euro due on the day in cash, um, huh? for for the photographer, um, to pay the second photographer for the day because I guess they don't want to declare their earnings for the tax man. That's fine. Right, I understand. Okay. Um, you know, that, that's okay. I'll sell you down the river. Um, so we have that. The cake is fine. Uh, makeup wants to be paid on the day in cash. All the rest was paid on the day in cash. It's been a it's been a journey. It's been great. I've had a great, a lot of fun. I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> Organizing all this has been a lot of fun. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> I just can't wait for the day of the wedding itself when everything is done and you just commit to getting absolutely fucking shit wrecked. Are you going to stay up and watch that fight? On the I Saturday? To, I have to work that into my speech if so. <sighs> Steven, I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm still trying to talk myself out of doing it. I still haven't told Aoife that that's on that night because I know for a fact Aoife will try and stop me. And what I, time is it, Anna? Uh, probably about 4 a.m. our time. Uh, you, <laughs> you, you dipshit. I didn't plan the fight, Dan. I'm not the promoter. <laughs> this is someone else's deal. It was supposed to happen back in fucking August. Here we are in November and it's happening the day before the wedding. I mean, I mean to be fair, how long does it last? Like an hour? Like, if even? You go to bed at five. You can still get your eight hours. Be up by midday. You're then I can't get money. eight hours. I have to be in the gym. That I can't do eight hours. So you, essentially, cool. essentially, this is a choice between watching the fight and going to the gym. And you're going to pick both. Yeah, well, it has to be both. I mean, there's no, there's no giving up the gym part. Then me and you a couple of weeks ago went to the gym like half an hour after I went to bed. Oh, that is true. That is true, yeah. You don't. Think, just, there is no give up the gym part. The gym part just has to happen. Oh my god! I am entertained by the idea of Adam like leaving halfway through the ceremony to be like, just going to hit the gym, hit the gym real quick. I'll be I'll be I'll I'll be back in time for the speeches. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm not swollen enough for the I do, sweetheart. Hold the hold the spot for me. Every every picture of every wedding picture is just an extended. You know those like ones they take of the uh, the body the bodybuilders. Uh, you like yeah. curling your arm under your shoulder. <sighs> <laughs> Someone get the oil. Okay, babe. <laughs> babe, watch this sick vacuum. <laughs> I think Aoife would like to be in some of these pictures. I mean, okay, she can ask. I never, I never said to the photographer that Aoife would be in them, so she might have to ask them. But I mean, I'm sure they can accommodate. They're getting paid enough. I like oh, to imagine that oh. you get charged at a different rate if only you were in them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is our groom-only package for narcissistic breath. It's three times the price of a regular package. <laughs> it's three and a half thousand. It's like that's perfect. Here's, 
Aoife never thought to organize a photographer for the wedding, so she doesn't get any <laughs> photographs. I guess you I made got, a mistake. I got mine sorted ages ago. <laughs> I saw it my photographer back in like January. Okay, uh, someone hit us with the topic. What are we doing? Are you, what is, what's in, going on? In, introduce the show. That is correct. This is like the fourth time in a week we haven't introduced it. This is episode 36 of Morning Brew. I am, of course, Adam Sheridan, as always. I'm joined, of course, by my co host. I'm Stephen Burke. I'm Stephen Burke. How do you know it's episode 36? Because I remember, Stephen. I remember. And also, I edited reversal. the last one. That's <laughs> 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 yeah. how I remember. Is that, yeah, there we go. We're introduced. See? Happy now? Okay, yeah. that was that was better. Well, I'll crack. I'll crack into my topic then. Okay, go ahead. I have been watching a shit ton recently of Futurama. Okay. Beauty, 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 beauty. And one thing I noticed that I'd forgotten about is in season one, nearly all of the voices are different. And not like way different. They're just like really mildly different that it sounds like a fan dub. Try. Like, <laughs> that's a, is that. I don't think it's any Leela. character. Leela? I feel like. I feel like. Leela, that's not to Leela. Leela. Yeah, there you go. See, obviously, I got it. Obviously, see. Yeah. No, no, because if anything, if, if anything, Leela is the only character with the same voice. The professor oh. is different. Hermes is way more racist in the in the first season than he is in the later seasons. I, I think you mean Jamaican. <laughs> so, sorry, accurate portrayal is what I meant to say. My life. Zoids- <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. That's pretty much exactly what season one or season one Hermes sounds like. <laughs> and the professor just sounds like Fry. Like it's very weird. Like they really play up the old person voice later yeah, on, but in season one because they're related, Dan. Yeah, but the whole point, like the same completely person. related. <laughs> well, I mean, they're not complete. They don't even have the same surname. But I was surprised watching it is how uh, how how good it was because I sort of always had this impression of the show that it was kind of like you know the the Simpsons spinoff, and it was more interesting for the plots uh, than like the actual jokes in it, and like most of the actual jokes were kind of just recycled Simpsons material. Uh-huh. But no, I went back, and it was really good. I was really surprised how. I think Futurama is supposed to be like the the plot stuff they can't do with The Simpsons because of the kind of show it is. Because they have that new show that Matt Groening did for a while. I don't know if it's still on the air or not. Where it was like the medieval one. Disenchantment. Oh, is that it? I feel yeah. like they. I feel like all his spinoff shows are kind of like, hey, these are like scenes we had for The Simpsons, and they don't really work for The Simpsons. So let's do like a. That is, yeah, and Disenchantment really felt like a series of 6 out of 10 jokes from seasons like 10 to 13 of The Simpsons. And that was my that was my impression of what Futurama was going to be when I went back. But no, it was great. It was like really surprisingly um, distinct. And I think like, because it's quite difficult to make something completely distinct from huh. basically the same creator. Like you look at American Dad for the first like three or four seasons and it has no clue how not to be Family Guy and also be good. Or but isn't that, all, isn't that all of Seth MacFarlane's shows, though? Well, I like, mean, even... that, now American Dad is like its own thing so thoroughly that I think it might be the weirdest mainstream comedy on television. Like, it has nothing like it. Are they uh, still going? American Dad is still going, and it just like has this weird niche of fans who watch it, and no one else watches it. But those You're fans joking. are like, this... I had no idea it was still on. No, neither yeah. did I. And the thing is, it's gotten better and better for, like, season on season it's on season like 17 now and it's absurdly weird like it's uh, I, I don't know how you wouldn't so, be absurdly weird so question how does it compare to family guy well it's like there's no there's no cutaways there's no um eh. yeah there's, there's, <laughs> there's none of that there's, there's absolutely no fucking jokes that go on for like four minutes of the of the same thing um, yeah there aren't really any like established callback jokes in the way that Family Guy seems to lean heavily into. Instead, Seth Rogen's balls. Like, <laughs> like there's a lot of um, there's a lot of like meta jokes. Like there's a lot of incidences where they're gonna go into you know, oh, I- I'll take you to the greatest dog groomer in all Langley Falls, and then just before they go in, uh, Roger the alien says, "Stan, I'm gonna be honest with you. You know it's me in there." So let's just act like it isn't until we go inside. And then they walk inside and, uh, you know, the, the dog groomer is Roger. And Stan is shocked and he turns to his side. And then Roger is like out of breath in his old costume. Yeah. Besides, don't, don't look between us anymore. 
<laughs> I like they had to get to like season like fucking 16 to get to that joke. That's yeah. fucking great. They really held on. Yeah, it's it's really like I don't it's just, it's just this very um basically they decide fuck character and fuck <laughs> continuity. Each character will be whatever we want them to be every episode. I so, mean admittedly though, if you get to the point where you're like on season 16, it's anything goes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, and I think in one episode, uh, the, the, the family gets shamed for not following through on anything because they saw a nightcrawler and they all wanted to be nightcrawlers and they never followed through on it. So then, in an episode from twenty twenty one, six years after nightcrawler comes out, they do a whole nightcrawler episode, which I feel like doesn't no, it doesn't work with any other show, but works because they've essentially identified just enough of an audience to keep them afloat. And great if we just if we take these t- like one thousand people. And we just pitch this exclusively to them. We, we I like can, that you said. I like you said one thousand. I, I guarantee American Dad is like an audience of like a couple million people. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. <laughs> it has to be. It's a worldwide show. I, just, I was like, that doesn't sound like an impressively small number. A thousand. That's well, possible. a thousand people. That's going to sustain <laughs> network television for years. <laughs> it's like ten people for everyone who works on the show. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if they had an audience of a thousand people, that's like a hundred dollars an episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I do you ever think of uh I I like Futurama a lot, and in some ways I kinda like Futurama more than I like The Simpsons. Um but I don't know. I'd have to go back through and watch The Simpsons again. I've mean to do it, but it's like you know stuff that's like intimidating. How many episodes big? are they on now? Eight hundred? They're like season 30 or something like that. I, yeah, but you can basically just ignore everything after like season 10. But that's not what that's what I want to not do. I want to see everything past what I've already seen and see if it is shit or if it's just people talking that it's shit. But then you can just pick random episodes. Nuri, we did that once where we got Disney Plus and I was like, let's watch an old episode <laughs> of The Simpsons. But Nuria hates anything that looks old on TV. She won't watch TV shows from more than like 15 years ago. So what? we watch like a, a modern episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, she won't watch like, you know, any of those Channel 4 sitcoms like Father Ted or Black Books or anything because she just doesn't like the way the camera looks. Um, uh, and that, Black but, Books but, hold up? Uh, haven't, I don't know. I'm not allowed to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Black Books in a long time. I'm curious now if it holds up or not. But um, but yeah, so we watched a modern episode of The Simpsons and we got like 10 minutes in before we were like, no, let's turn this off. This is genuinely shocking. (laughs) Yeah, Aoife unfortunately doesn't have that same problem. Uh, And it'd be great for me if she did because it means a lot of uh, fucking shows that she wants to watch would just be written off forever. Like the Gossip Girls and the Gilmore Girls and that that kind of stuff. Um, And it's not. So that's that's a constant love in my life. I feel like you spent a shocking proportion of your life watching Gilmore Girls catching all the way up because there's way more episodes than you think, aren't there? Oh you- yeah, 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 Dan. There's a the Gilmore Girls is a long fucking show, and then you get to the Netflix thing, and you think like, oh, it's only four episodes. Ah, uh-uh, they're ninety minutes each. <laughs> fucking ninety minutes a pop. Those four episodes fucking are. Netflix got their money worked out of that. I always thought Gilmore Girls had a reputation for being like underappreciated, but yeah, how many fucking episodes are there? There's oh, there's a fucking million of the things. Like, I it's the Gilmore Girls is a fine show. It just <sighs> it suffers from the point that there's too many episodes that don't need to exist. Like out of the two shows, the Gilmore Girls is way more witty and like fun than Gop- than fucking Gopis Girl is. <laughs> um, but it's just that there's so like. You'll have an episode that airs, and I've talked about this before, but the episodes are like fucking an hour each. And an episode will air, obviously, just because they have like an extra episode to fill in their season. And like a bunch of shit will happen that literally means nothing, and they'll never bring it up again, and it will never come up again, and that's it. And you just wasted an hour. But you don't know that going in. Don't waste my fucking hour. (laughs) I'm just looking at their viewers per episode here, and it's got a really fucking weird chart where like it grows and grows and grows. And then midway through season six, it drops really suddenly for a single episode and never recovers. And I'm wondering how how shit was that episode? It's the one where you like you just see like fucking uh, I don't even remember the man's name anymore. Goddamn, (laughs) never mind. I was gonna make a joke about someone having their dick in their hand, but it doesn't matter. I can't remember his name. I feel like the Gilmore Girls is a very non-dick in hand type show. If I had to describe the most dick in hand show going, I don't think I'd pick Gilmore. And I don't mean that as a positive thing. I'd pick some fucking Top Gear or some like old man show is the most dick in hand show. Let me What's show the you most... this. The Gaddy Viron, oh, he just has his dick in his hand. 
<laughs> yeah, because because it needs to be some show that marries kind of the indolence and stagnation of having your dick in your hand along with masculinity. So, if, I, well, if, you know, I don't think I don't think I don't think Top Gear ever had the dynamism to become indolent. They, they can't go to posh because there was nothing to no. there was nothing to decline from. It was always it was always a like it, it was a consumer car show. Yeah, like the Late Late Show. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, Sunday Night TV. That's it. I'm, but I'm just you know that crowd at the behind them in Top Gear. Ninety percent of them had, yeah, ninety percent of them had their dick in their hand. If you weren't in the front row, I'm sure you were standing there with your dick in your hand. Yeah. Keeping it warm in that cold warehouse. Oh yeah, <laughs> naturally. Okay, I mean that's that's a that's a theory for sure, for sure. But also, like, I don't I don't understand the appeal of wanting to be on Top Gear in that sense because all of the main and interesting bits are all off screen. So you're essentially paying to watch the good bits of Top Gear in a cold warehouse on a, I on think a TV just, monitor. I think people just want to say they were there. Um, I mean, there's a lot of shows like that where I have no, I'd have no interest in ever being to it. But I think those people just want to say they were at it and they were there. Yeah, I guess um, there's a certain weird appeal in a, in just seeing famous people's faces. Well, we were going to go when we were in uh, LA a couple of years ago. We really wanted to go see a late night show, but we just couldn't get tickets. You have to book in advance, and we booked like months in advance. And we just never got it. We never got a call back. Um, because oh, so we just is thought, it like, like a lottery or something or yeah. So the tickets are free. Like you just get the ticket because they just want the audience filled, and like you you put your name through, and they give you a shout and they're like, "Hey, if you're available for this weekend, we have two tickets." Um, but we tried, and uh, we tried for a lot of them, and we just never got a call back. Because we figured, like, "Hey, we're there anyway, so if we're there, we might as well try and get a show. Like, we might as well try and go to see one. Because why not? You know, we're already there." Um, I'll heckle Jimmy Fallon. Why not? <laughs> No, what you need to do is laugh incredibly loudly. So you're Where's Kimmel? The, <laughs> the wrong Jimmy, Jimmy died. <laughs> just talk about how he, I thought I thought I thought Jimmy Fallon got assassinated, and just <laughs> just everyone explains to me that it was actually JFK, it was not Stanford Jimmy Fallon Kennedy. <laughs> it's so brave of them to put on this show after the assassination, especially because the gunman might be coming for his guests next. Just. <laughs> Uh, what was your so you're you're watching you're watching uh, Futurama um lately uh, did 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 the uh did the did the racist stuff like kind of remind you of uh early modern family yeah it really like i i think i think it most clearly put me in mind actually of early modern family because yeah. it's it's very much it's not nothing it's the kind of level of racism you're able to get away with in kind of the noughties of kind of just low level silly accents yeah, and of course. Of course, that's not really racist. They're not dehumanizing anyone. They're just laughing at how silly they sound. Yeah, they're <laughs> early early sitcoms are weird. Early Modern Family is a weird case too because it's like they really like they they try to like pick a specific like niche of like hey we want to go far but not too far, and it took them a while to hit that groove <laughs> where it's like we're going just far enough. Even then, <laughs> if I was if I was a Colombian, I'd fucking hate Modern Family. <laughs> like, oh great, they're talking again about how everyone in the village has a goat and crime is rampant. Like, yeah, I don't. I, don't, I mean, I, don't, I mean, in fairness though, you know, you look around, you kind of go, motherfuckers, they got me. <laughs> <laughs> it must, but it must, it must have sort of been how Irish people felt watching like Faulty Towers or one of those, you know, any of those kind of British shows in the sixties and seventies with the thick Irish. Workman or whatever. I like. I'm sure. Like, you know, you I'm can the... Yeah, exactly. I'm. 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 Uh, I, I can't. I'm not gonna fucking actually give give any oxygen to that. Oh, we're not doing it again. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a. It's a new morning for it. We're not doing it a second time. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> All right. But, must, but uh, like, I don't know. I. I feel like. I, I feel like. It's a problem with shows that last a very long time as well. Where yeah, I mean, Friends tone, is like that. Yeah, the tone of the end is so different from the tone of the start that when you go back and look at it, it kind of, it seems very, like, you know, The Simpsons is a classic example there where if you started that show now and you had Hank Azaria doing a Pooh's voice, people would immediately say you absolutely can't do that. Yeah, but because But because it started in the early 90s and the context changed while well, it stayed the same. 
do it you kind of, think it stands that, out uh, did, do you did think that, that it's get, sorry go did Apu get cancelled at some point no um, they're looking into though, as Hank Azaria said he's looking he into voice him. him and it, yeah we're not even cancelling him but reworking him or maybe getting an actual you know Indian person into voice him and Hank Azaria said that he like you know fair play to him he had heard the criticisms of of yeah. the Indian American community and yeah he decided like hey man I've made $700,000 a year for the last 30 years I can give it up for now <laughs> uh, I'm a, that's what I'm amazed by is that all of those actors continue to do The Simpsons yeah like you could, you could have quit age especially if you're the older like they're all old now but like Harry Shearer I'm pretty sure is in his like, what's mid your, 70s what's your quit number so I was talking about this recently right and uh I was talking about how like Mark Zuckerberg could have done like the Bebo thing where he just he retires you know he makes like a shit ton of money early and he's like okay I'm done see ya and then mm. but he didn't he decided to become a weird goblin king of the internet uh, for whatever fucking reason What's the amount of money in your life that if someone handed it to you, you're like, cool, I'm out forever. You'll never hear from me again. Out of what? So I, out, out of working, I assume. Out of like, working? Just in, just in general. Like, no one ever hears from you again outside of personal friends. You disappear from the zeitgeist entirely. You're gone. Oh. There's Can't never another mom? mention of you ever. If you want I... to. Okay. You have enough money to keep your mom if you want. I'm not oh. going to make you get rid of her. Just to like retire effectively and saying essentially never be yeah heard from the public again. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, when you remove yourself from just all of this, like you never post on a single social media site again. You never do any of that horse shit. You're just done. You're out entirely. I, I mean, not post on social media. I'd consider paying for that service. <laughs> I, it would now you're getting into the reverse of the question. <laughs> now you're <laughs> becoming poorer to still do it. <laughs> how much would I have to pay to successfully withdraw from society? <laughs> but no, um, it, 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 it would it would matter on how much like. If you earn 75 million, you know, if they were given that, but you were told, like with Zuckerberg or whoever, oh, but there's more coming fairly easily, that would be different to if someone just gives you a once off amount of money. Would it though? I don't know, I man. Th I think of stuff like that. And we were talking about it last week when it comes to celebrities. If you handed me like a fucking $300 million check for one movie like Downey Jr. got at one point, I'm just thinking, like, man, I'm out. I'm done with all this horse shit. I don't give a fuck about any of this anymore. I mean, I prob I probably well less than three hundred million. You gave me a check for a few hundred thousand. <laughs> I probably few hundred like, thousand. You retire forever. I I genuinely. I mean, like, I I'd, I'd be curious to see how much I'd need. You know, buy a house and just live well, off that. The problem is, it also really, starts me thinking about how long am I going to live, which isn't isn't a nice line of thought either. A standard a standard pension these days runs at a million to begin with. Like for is that is some, that even a good pension anymore? Um, yeah, it's probably about middling at the moment. Yeah. That's how big your pension pot needs to be if you want to retire at 65, like, today. And that includes, <sighs> like, the state pension. And may depend, look, it obviously depends on what your income is and what you want to, you know, maintain as your income. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's basically what it costs. So that's, just, wait, just, so that's just a pension at 65, assuming you've already got a house and everything. Okay, yeah. so, so you have a million at 65, assuming you live 20 years. So that's what twenty or twenty five thousand a year. Okay, no, is my math right? No, is it, yeah, two hundred dollars. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm right. Never mind. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> For someone who works at maths, I get very, very confused very easily with very, very basic arithmetic. My maths has just disappeared in the last year. I, I my maths and my spelling have just fucking gone to shit in the past year. And the spelling one is weird because all I've done for the last fucking year is spell shit on a fucking keyboard. Like, you'd think that if anything, my keyboard, my fucking typing skills would have gotten better. No. They've decreased significantly. <laughs> I have decreased as a human overall. Like, I've just, I've recoiled. It's gone. Is that, is that because of um, the, the world around us or is that because you're getting older? Uh, I think that's because I drank myself stupid for fucking six months last year. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I think that's what that was. Well, we talked about it before. I mean, I'm not going to go into details, but like at one point I thought I had like done significant damage to myself alcohol wise. Like I thought like I was having all these like memory problems and stuff. Like I'd go into a room and I'd immediately forget why I was in the room. And like I, w I, I went into a fucking panic. I thought like I had fucking, I was like just killed brain cells. I was how on. Much did you, how much were you drinking? At the time I would have been drinking quite a lot, but it actually wasn't that at all. It was, I was on medication at the time. And one of the, one of the side effects of that medication was was short-term memory uh, issues. 
And I didn't realize that. I didn't even think about it because, I mean, fuck, I probably forgot. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I'd go into a room to, like, grab my keys to head to the shop. And I'd walk into the room and, like, I'd be standing in the doorway like, what the fuck's going on? Like, why am I here? Like, what the fuck am I doing in this room? I would literally have no fucking clue. And I honestly thought I had done, like, permanent alcohol damage to myself. I was thinking, like, fuck. Like, I've really, fucked, I've really fucked myself up. Um, and then I, I realized like what the actual problem was and I drank way fucking harder. I was like, wow, that was pussy shit. I'm going to have to really, really lean into this. Let's see what the most important thing I can forget is. <laughs> and when you say my mother, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a weird point in my life. That was a, the only time I ever hallucinated properly was at that point in my life. And that was a weird fucking like set of weeks. Where like I just have these weird hallucinations from this medication I was on, um, that felt like so real, like felt like bizarrely real, but obviously like none of it was, like it was all just in my head. Really weird stuff. Be careful with medication, kids. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't play around with medication. Hmm. I think a problem I've heard of medication is that people take it and it becomes part of their routine. You know, hmm. if you take this for a month or whatever, after a few days, it's just sort of a background thing. So then you're like, "Why am I feeling different all of a sudden? Why? Why, why am I so fatigued? I'm yeah. doing every, I'm doing everything the way I normally do. Are you taking any medication? Ah, uh, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird because you don't think of it. Because like, I mean, especially me, I don't take medicine very often. Like, I, I just kind of power through a lot of that stuff. But mm. for that specific situation, I obviously couldn't. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't have a choice there. But um, yeah, I, I, I was getting very serious side effects that I just didn't, I never even thought of it. Like it was, it never entered my mind that like I was having these side effects cause of medication. Because mm. you just think that like medicine is good for you. You know, you, you have to take medicine. It's, it's, a, it's good for you. And so you're supposed to take it, but you never think of like potential side effects. And yeah. it's the only time I've ever had them. But like, man, they were, they were weird. Like I walked into my, into my kitchen in the UK at one point, And in my head, I was in my mom's kitchen in Dublin. And I was so confused because I was like, why, how am I here? Like, how am I like here right now? Because I don't live in this country. Like, I'm in a different country. And I, there, was a, there was like a guy that was like standing at the other end of my mom's kitchen, like a really tall man who I didn't recognize mm. at all. And when I was a kid, I used to have these weird like ear infections. And when I used to get them, I used to get these weird nightmares where like someone would open their mouth and like scream. And I'd mm. get like an ear, like it, it was the oncoming of like an, uh, an ear pain in my sleep and it would wake me up. Mm. And like Yikes. in this weird hallucination, this guy opened his mouth to scream and it was like a super loud scream. And I fell backwards when I literally hit the ground, like in real life, I was immediately like in my kitchen in the UK. Well, it was so, so weird. Yeah, it was, it was bizarre. And like, I'm, I'm literally, I'm sitting on the floor in my kitchen. I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? How am I here again? What the fuck happened? I was so confused. It's the most confused I've ever been in my fucking life. Out of body experience, you got abducted by aliens, my friend. They must be yeah. spinning around around a lot. No, I mean, I was in London at the time. <laughs> Out of body experience, you must have got abducted by aliens in London. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone in London is fucking abducted by aliens, dude. Oh. All right, Steve, what's your topic? Aliens. <laughs> well, how'd you come up with that one? <laughs> it's a good topic. Um, I, I used you, to read, well, I used to you, freak myself the fuck out when I was younger by reading this book that we had about alien abductions. That shit's okay. crazy, man. <laughs> it seems like reading those books about it it turns out, right? It turns out that Things that are, you know, experiences that many people would suggest are explained fully by night terrors. Reading about those things at night, it turns out, isn't the greatest for your sleep. Yeah, uh, that me, freaks you out. Afraid to scare, afraid to close your eyes. So many people are abducted either driving late at night, or, or say they're abducted from their beds. Uh, so if you're listening to this late at night, I would suggest maybe. Leave it till the morning. What's the thing that freaks you out the most? What What's the thing that you've ever read or like watched or listened to that's freaked you out the most? It's not the concept of being probed. It's definitely the concept of being taken from my bed. Okay. I think me and I think me and Dan are similar in this, but like, I I like have like the worst sleep patterns. Um, I mean, me and you are similar, Stephen. We're like we're applied to each other at like four a.m. 
I have a terrible sleep patterns. I'm like not good with sleep when it, at all. Um, and so if Aoife goes away, I'm up to like fucking four in the morning just Googling random shit the whole time. <laughs> um, which is literally what happened like the night I was, uh, the night I, I met Dan the next morning to go to the gym. I was, I was just up to like fucking three or four a.m. And Dan texted me like, hey, we can delay it. And I was like, nah, I'm up. Don't worry. I'm here. But for me, it's stuff like, uh, I'll read stuff that's like, that's like real. But like, that's obviously like really like morbid. So like, I, I read a lot about like school shootings type stuff, just because I'm inter- like morbidly interested. Mm. And then like the real life details freak me out. I'm like, oh, that's scary. <laughs> it's like 3 a.m. and I'm in my room alone. It's scary. It's <laughs> scary. I'm fu- this is really fucked up. Yeah, or I, I tend to do a lot of reading of like house break-ins, which is you know like of of serial killers who like you know <laughs> broke into people's homes, which is the worst fucking thing to read when you're home alone at like two or three in the morning, and then you hear like the pipes, and you're like, ah, this is how I die. I suppose I could jump from the balcony and maybe survive. <laughs> and I I've I have like this whole like elaborate escape plan for how I'd survive. And then it's you know you're, you wait there and you're oh no it's just it's probably just the pipes but I should give it another two or three minutes to make sure it's not a serial killer. Well, that's uh, that's that's weird because like that was another different like hallucination that I had and uh, I know we've talked about it before outside of the podcast but like hmm. I when I was on that medicine I had like series of like weird like dreams and like real life hallucinations and stuff just like spacing out and one of them was that I woke up and in my apartment someone had broken in and. As I, like, tried to, like, hold this person down, they hit the side of their head and, like, you know, in a really dangerous I- I- incidence, as if, uh, as if they, like, cracked their fucking temple or something on the side of my, like, chest of drawers and stuff. But then, like, in my dream, I'm, like, like freaked out that, like, I accidentally killed this fucking guy. And, uh, well, as you would be, you know? Even if someone broke into your fucking place, if you think you accidentally killed them, like, it's pretty fucked up. I mean, think but, of the uh, cleanup operation. It's going to cost you a bomb to get all the blood out. Well, it's okay. This person had like a suit on. So, you know, I wasn't that worried about the cleanup. It was just, you know, I have to get rid of his body. <laughs> and he was a and capitalist, like, so he didn't mind him dying either. And especially like, you know, my, my, my garbage chute was one floor down. So to carry his body down a fucking entire floor to get rid of it, like fucking hell. Hmm. Um, but when I go to pick up this person in my dream, it's like just like an empty suit. Like it's just <laughs> like there's no, there's no body there. Uh, and then I was like, well, this is really fucked up. So I go, I, I, I open the door to like grab the landline and call the police. And there's like shoulder to shoulder, like about, probably like 45 50 people like all the way back extending out my like bedroom out through the hallway out into like outside the apartment and so i can't actually get out of the room weird stuff i don't think i've ever had any um (coughs) similar i i I, my my thing is i always like i'm half awake and half asleep in bed and like i'm sort of like worried that i'm stuck like this now i can never wake up or go back to sleep and the rest of my life is going to be spent in this weird twilight zone between the two and then oh. i have to like either wake up or go i i you know you're normally too freaked out to go back to sleep but you're still like half asleep so it does it, it's it's a solid like two or three minutes of being like shit this isn't resolving itself until eventually you... the, the the panic goes so much you're like oh <laughs> okay i'm awake have you never woken up to like look across the room and see a coat or something and think it's something standing there. Yeah. No, I often wake up when I think I'm falling. I often like think, what would it be like to fall? I'm falling! And then I... And then I that, oh, yeah, I, I've done that a lot. And like you fucking jump up and you're like, oh, thank God no one's here. Well, I've done that with <laughs> Nuria as well. She, she doesn't sleep. Who's the hardest sleeper, you or Nuria? Oh, Nuria. Uh, harder isn't like sleeps better or harder isn't finds it harder to sleep? You know no, harder are. is in like hard to wake them up like they're a much heavier sleeper oh yeah Nuriat. she falls asleep straight away she gets up whenever she wants she can have naps in the middle of the day i mean what i need like a solid hour of perfect of perfect relaxation you just put a pillow down and you're like oh Nuria, look (laughs) (laughs) no there are genuinely tv shows that Nuria was really into that she doesn't know how they finished because she happened to lean against me at the start of the episode and fell asleep within like (laughs) one minute but certain shows that she was super invested in, like The Good Place, we had to specifically sit far apart from one another so she wouldn't fall asleep on me. Uh. Fucking, you know what's weird? I have a recommendation for you, Dan. There's a show called Mr. Mayor that came out recently. Um, it came out this year, and Tina Fey wrote it, but it, it has, uh, has dancing in it. Oh. I, it's a good show. He's very good in it. When we were watching Mr. Mayor, I don't know what it was. He said something or did something, and I was like... 
I remember this guy in something specific, and I can't remember what it was. Like, I just I couldn't picture it. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's the good place. I was like, no, it's not the good place. I know he's in the good place, but it's not. That's what I'm thinking of. And then it just kind of hit me, and I hadn't thought about this show in fucking years. I thought about Becker. Yeah, and I Becker. forgot he's he's the main character in fucking Becker, and I've, I I I never like I never pictured it. I don't know why he's, ha- he's had such a big and Cheers was like his big thing, but because Comedy Central always had Becker on, I know mostly as Becker. I didn't. I haven't thought of Becker in fucking years. And when she, I was just I was looking at him, I was like, no, it's not. It's not Good Place. I know it's not Good Place because in Good Place he was already old. I'm thinking of him young, and I'm thinking of him very specifically young based on what he just did, and I can't think of it. And then I thought, like, it's fucking Becker. It's he's the fucking lead character in fucking Becker. I don't know why I never thought of it. Huh. I feel like no one liked Becker, and yet it ran for six seasons. <laughs> Dan, I never liked Becker. <laughs> I, I still don't like Becker. I just that's oh, what I, I remember. I'm not, I'm not accusing. I you have of never Becker. in my life. I would life, never do that to you. I have never heard of Becker. He's like a doctor, yeah. and he's a dickhead. Yeah, he's a miserable doctor, and he goes to a diner every fucking day, like three times a day, and that's how he meets the rest that, of the cast of characters. It'll shock first. you that a sick, yeah, it'll shock you that a sitcom character goes to the same location to catch up on the day's events. Is it not House? Are you sure you're not thinking of House? No, this is before House. This is long before House. Someone argue better than House. Sounds, house sounds has a lot like House to me. Yeah, I, I, I feel like House didn't age well. Because all the other high-profile shows around that time started coming out with like actual long-term plots, and then House, everyone immediately realized, oh, this is the same episode every week. And yeah. now it's probably aging very well again because people just want the same episode every week. I want to know what to expect. It's yeah. aging very well because people shared that fucking vaccine clip a lot over the past year, where like this what? girl was like, oh, I don't want to give a vaccine to my kid, and then he like rips into her, and it, they, they shared that a lot. Basically, yeah, he's like, yeah, he ripped into her pretty hard and everyone was sharing that for the last fucking year. And it's like, okay, this is cool and all, but this is also a TV show, so I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to like real life things, I, I it would shock people to realize like I don't really give a fuck if a TV show did it. I care about real life things where it's real people <laughs> because it's not a TV show. <laughs> so like, keep that in mind. You, you you want to see like a video clip from a doctor's office itself of a doctor it's, berating an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, like it's really important when you see something like like someone like Fauci who like, you know, will explain very like in-depth why you need to get vaccinated or a different doctor who's very well respected. When it comes to like real life things, I really don't give a shit if a, if a pretend character said something that's kind of apt 15 years ago and eventually comes around. Um, I, I <laughs> you know, agree. This is, this is real life. I felt like that when I was doing my thesis, uh, on my history thesis, I was asked to put in literary stuff. Like, is there a literary character who says this? And I was thinking, you can, if you're writing something or making fiction, you can get the person to say whatever you want. That isn't a representation of anything. That's just, yeah. you have a viewpoint and you want to get it. And yeah, like, you know, we're saying everyone on the, on the, on the cast is, is not, no one's an anti-vaxxer. It's just. No, a hundred percent. We're definitely anti-vaxxers. We, we all got our vaccine like as soon as we possibly could. Yeah. Um, and quite frankly, like if someone wants to be anti-vax, I don't really give a shit. Don't tweet at me. I don't fucking care. I, like, I, I need to express that now because like, you know, it happens a lot where people are dying to tell you their opinion. I don't give a fuck. Mm. I don't care if you're anti-vax. Don't fucking tweet at me. Don't message us. Don't give us your opinion on vaccinations. I don't fucking care. There's a million other things you can, you can message us about. Do not message us about stuff like vaccinations. No one gives a flying fuck whether you're anti-vax or pro-vax. We don't care. And I'm not saying that you mean. I just don't want to fucking hear of it. Sorry. But yeah, it's this, with written stuff, it's like, look, if you write enough, eventually you'll say something that's like ends up being current at some stage. But it's also, it's all fake. You still wrote something that's fake. You know, it's still a work of fucking fiction. It just happened to be apt at some point in time. Who cares? That's not fucking... That's not, that's not impressive. <laughs> that's a dumb luck. <laughs> fucking 19 seasons of fucking House 20 years ago and eventually one thing in the show for two minutes is, is relevant. Okay. And what? <laughs> what the fuck do you want from me? I suppose the only... one, of the things that was, uh, one of the things that Tom Wolfe always wrote about was the idea that fiction could be truer than nonfiction. That was the that was the overall thrust of his literally oeuvre in the whole new journalism situation. He wrote things like the Bonfire of the Vanities, writing sketches of people who are, you know, in many respects, caricatures or conglomerations of several different persons, but capturing the zeitgeist of an era in a way that no one 
the you know pieces of yeah. pieces of non-fictional writing could never capture. Couldn't the same be true of anti-vax uh, sentiment on House? Is that you know no incident could truly capture the sheer stupidity of it, except an outburst from a fictional doctor. I, I mean, even, more, even in a different fictional context. I'd have been more sympathetic towards that viewpoint in a sort of a, a pre-Trump era, whereas I've been consistently shocked at how unreal uh, a lot of the 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 the, the, the American-centered right-wing stuff comes across. You know, mm. I almost think that you know that 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 kind of very lame idea now of satire being dead or truth being stranger than fiction is is really been hammered home in the last few years where it's like there's no point making fun of this there's no point satirizing this or trying to write something on this because real life is going to come out and be like actually i'm way more batshit than you even thought <laughs> <laughs> i mean fair yeah yeah i don't know i i mean i i get what you're saying though but i i just think that like can you really say that that you know I don't know. I just feel like if, if it ends up being a case of that, like something you said fiction-wise ends up becoming true at some point, can you really say that it's stranger than that fiction would be? You know what I mean? Hmm. Or that a fiction is more true? Like, you know, if, if it comes around eventually, I mean, it's going to at some point just by the sheer amount of fucking people on the planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I, it's just, it's just something that was getting shared a lot, and I just think that, like, yeah, I mean, it's, you know... It's funny that I guess someone wrote something that's kind of relevant now, but ultimately it's still like someone wrote a story. Mm. And there's fucking billions of people in the world, so I'm sure there's many people that have written similar stuff that you just never heard of that ends up being apt at one point or another. Hmm. I do like to imagine um, people sharing similar stuff on like, you know, World War II documentary, uh, World War II movies when they talk about how much they hate the Nazis and sharing that. Like, yeah, to all my Facebook friends, see this. And- <laughs> It's just like a town hall notice board. They go up every day and post their fucking shit posts on it. Yeah, <laughs> just the person the above j- this is gay. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> Macros a Jimmy Stewart and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go kill some Nazis. <laughs> Bit of a niche impression there for the fans. <laughs> <laughs> any Jimmy, any Stewart fans out there? Hit us up. They're definitely fans as well. I don't think anyone who's a, who likes Jimmy Stewart would call themselves a stan. I could be a Jimmy Stewart stan. I think Hold it right there. Hold it right there now, bucko. <laughs> and the best bit is, he's not alive. You're to get off my ranch now. And I told you that. I'm going to tell you once. Nice. Now you become Hank. Now you, you, you very I'm quickly become Hank Hill. <laughs> no, no, Hank Hill. <laughs> Hank, Hank Hill is way more sonorous. Hank Hill is like that boy ain't right. That is a te- that's <laughs> a boy ain't right. That boy ain't right. Whatever the opposite of apt is, that's what that impression was. It's not a good Hank Hill impression, you say. I don't know, Stephen. Have you watched King of the Hill? Bobber. <laughs> I'll take surprise- that as a no. <laughs> <laughs> what a surprisingly anguished Hank Hill. <laughs> It's Hank Hill on his deathbed. Bobby. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bobby, that I wasn't a better father to you. Y'all with the cult? <laughs> it's not a cult. It's a self-organized commune. Yeah, this is the place. <laughs> oh, I've, I've never watched King of the Hill. Should I watch it? Is it worth watching? It's not Done. worth binging. But it's worth like watching an episode or two at a time. Okay. Well, nothing's worth binging, really. Stephen, that's all you do is binge. And he regrets it. Mostly on drink. Yes. <laughs> that's a terrible idea. <laughs> I was talking about like fucking Line of Judy and shit. Oh yeah. Over Christmas, yeah, I, I did indeed watch all of Line of Judy. It's good. <laughs> I recommend oh. binging it. Great idea. To <laughs> Not binging is cool. You should save it. For, you should save to have it one night, one piece night, a night at a time. In my view, that's what I tried to do with the last season. I sort of did it, and sort of didn't do it. Nah, I prefer to binge it. Get rid of it. Get it out of the way. It's like homework. You know, you got a hundred episodes to watch. You can do it in fifty days. That's I, my I, approach. I this sort of agree. I, this I is why I refuse to watch things like Squid Game, is because it will be just one more. Th- 
one more thing that I find myself binging. Right, but I mean, in fairness, though, Squid Games is one season that's like eight episodes long. So, I mean, you can get through it pretty quick. Yeah, it's like the ultimate example of something that's harmless to binge because you're done super quickly. Uh, I watched it in like one afternoon. I'm still not watching it. It's not like when Aoife was like, hey, we should watch The Walking Dead. And like, okay, maybe. How many episodes are there? It's like 7,000. It's like, okay, no. (laughs) No. This is the episode where the... This is the episode where the refuge they find doesn't turn out to be quite as safe yeah. as they thought. Mm. Oh no, it's a zombie. It's like I don't is that bad or good in this fucking universe? I don't fucking know, dude. What I what's going on anymore? Mm. You know, you what like the fuck wa- is this? If you like walking scenes, then you're gonna be delighted. <laughs> <laughs> it's my it's my fan cut of Lord of the Rings where it's entirely taken place from Frodo's toes. The secret the Tom Dombadil exposition bit. <laughs> Tom Dong Badil sounds like the Tom Bombadillo. Tom Bombadil is a merry little fellow. Why how did we get here? <laughs> Why did we get here? Why what happened to the show? <laughs> I warned you it would become Tom Bombadil chat very quickly. I Dan, I didn't believe you, but here we are. Here we are. It's what the people want. Uh, okay. Well, I... Old Tom Bombadil is a merry old fellow. Bright blue jacket is and his boots are yellow. All right, we, we'll record that and play it over the ending. <laughs> Someone remix it. Someone remix Steven doing Tom Bombadillo. Da, 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 da. Old Tom Bombadil is a merry old fellow. Bright blue his jacket is and his boots are yellow. I think I was out of tune or out of rhythm. Probably all of those things. Okay, with that we should sing the little the little rhyme of Tom Bombadil's to the Macarena. You should do it more often. Tom Bombadillo. Okay. With that, this has been episode 36 of Morning Room, I guess. Maybe. Who fucking knows anymore? I have, of course, been Adam Sheridan. I'm Stephen Burke. And I'm Daniel Purcell. And we are, of course, joined by guest Tom Bombadil. <laughs> you can follow us. You can follow us at Twitter, at SwaggerGills, at Mr. Daniel Purcell, at Adam Burcock, and, of course, at Tom Bombadil. <laughs> okay, goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye.